0: Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hockey! Yeah. Yeah. My favorite,
0: it's Judd's Hockey Show.
1: Yeah, offensively, but, you know, there's so many other elements to the game. Obviously, you've got to score uh, to win hockey games, and that's awesome, but there's a lot of guys that compete in other areas and do all, all oh, the right okay. things. So, right, right, um, right, right. You know, and they're not doing it alone. You know, oh. you're talking about yeah, Kevin and, and Kirill... They're not doing it alone. They're, oh. they're, you need help out there, and you you need a you need your teammates, and you need a team to to help in in that area. Bravo, Declan, because that was <laughs> the I predicted to you last night that we would find that very soundbite. Did yeah. I not? I sent you we a, did I sent you a text before that game was done. I said I want you to find the Dean Everson soundbite where he defers to. Oh, you don't understand what everyone else does, and yeah, we got two play. Okay, let's cut through the crap. You know what? In fact, we're going to help Dean out here okay? because we are going to cut through all the BS from an 8-3 win against the Avs last night here on Judd's Hockey Show. uh, Zolgan and Declan Goff, executive producing and co-hosting as always. We're going to cut through all the crap and get right to the point, okay? I've got one goal in particular of the 8 that the Wild scored last night Mm -hmm. that I want to run past you as as being... As being the difference in the game and the difference in this wild team compared to previous teams, okay. Okay. So, Dino in his post game was not really forthcoming about the second period again. Oh yeah, which was a not a good period. Yeah. The the abs when they want to they turn it on they are flat out better than you. Okay. In yes. an eight to three loss they're better than you when they want to be. Um, they, they, you know they certainly got suspect goaltending last night and there were some problems. But the goal I want to give you is it's the second period, and the Avs are dominating, and you are waiting. Um, they score back-to-back goals, Berkovsky and Miko Ratnin, and it's now 4-3. to And you are waiting for the tying goal. Like, it's coming. The Avs are setting up uh, in the slot, basically getting shots off. Cam Talbot's making some nice saves again. But you are waiting for the 4-4 goal.
0: Yeah, avalanche, if you will. Yeah. You're waiting for the avalanche, the avalanche, if you will. Very,
1: very good. Thank very you. good. Yes, you are, because it's already started going downhill. And the Wild gets a power play, and it was actually very good last night. Four power play goals. It was a great night for the power play. What that been? But it's not the power play I want to talk about. As you wait for the Avs to score the tying goal, and then subsequently the go-ahead goal, uh, Kirill Kaprizov gets the puck. And I want to talk about this goal. He gets the puck in the slot. And he has a guy basically right on him. And I don't think he can see the goaltender or the net very well because the the coverage on him is so is so tight and so close. Yeah. And on replay if you go back and watch it, he gets a shot off. That number one there's no room to shoot and yet he gets this snap shot off that looks like a slap shot because it it's still such a good shot. And it beats Grubauer, who did not play well. And it's now 5-3. to three, And the game is done. So, Dean Evason, and I haven't even broached the subject of the hat-trick by Kevin Fiala. Dean Evason can talk all he wants about everyone's doing it. Everyone's working hard. I like this wild team too, Dean. But last night was about one thing. Last night was about your star players. And let's not... Lose sight of that. Let's let's not fall in love with the. We got to credit every. A fourth line played great. Okay, the fourth line did play well. Love the fourth line. Sorry, this game was about Kaprizov and Fiala. And even though Fiala had the three goals, I really think it was about Kirill, uh because that goal to me took the abs
0: and said not tonight. Right. How how the long? The floor is yours. Thank you. <laughs> how long uh, and how much have we been saying? basically since the preseason when we were trying to figure out what, who this team can be. We knew they were going to be a decent team. We knew they were going to possibly flirt with one of the four we- uh, playoff spots. We certainly did not think that 75% through the season that they would be comfortably sitting in third place. The Blues are a mess. The Coyotes lost again last night. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically almost in cement at this point that the Wild are going to finish third place in this division. And you've had phenomenal play from Fiala. The goaltending is fixed. But Kirill Kaprizov makes everything happen. That, that, that's why I keep saying Batman and Robin, because without Batman, there's just Robin. And, and Robin can't fight the crime on his own, Judd. Huh? So he, he makes everything go. He is the motor. What he does in a phone booth, as you like to say, even though some people don't understand. Can you have to, all you're trying to say here, And let me and let me understand if I have the right interpretation of what he does in a phone booth what he does in a very tight area of work, right? Yes. I, 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 a lot of people were like, what, what's a phone b-? I saw you getting some tweets last night. Oh, like, what's I, think a phone some, I,
1: I think those were jokes. But yes, he can operate He can operate like most people do uh, with their arms extended, with his arms basically up against his body. Correct. Which is a very difficult thing to do.
0: So what he's able to bring, and then what Fiala supplements, and then I'm not saying the rest of the team doesn't matter, because there's holes in this team. We've pointed out other uh, holes absolutely. in this team. Absolutely. But let's talk about what matters the most. And it's Kirill Kaprizov yes. and Kevin Fiala. They dra- The words I gave you preseason, I think, was if they're going to be relevant this year, the Wild, they'll be dragged into relevancy by Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala. That prophecy, that hypothesis, whatever you want to call it, has come true. Huh? Um, and it's phenomenal watching them. I-, I was in that second period, too, when things were going around. I tweeted out, this is, this is the worst recipe to try to win. You're going into a track meet, which is the exact kind of game... You and I have also said that if you want to get a tracking with the abs, you'll, you'll lose probably 9 out of 10 times. You might steal one, but you're going to lose 9 out of 10 times. Yes. The penalties were absurd last night on both sides. That being said, the Wild actually capitalized on their power play opportunities. So 19 shots on goal for the Wild last night, capitalized, capitalizing on the power play, stellar goaltending again from Talbot, and Fiala and Kaprizov being the main motor and main reason you absolutely dominated that game. Absolutely dominated.
1: That's exactly right. And and they set the tone. They set the tone. And Fiala, I think, shows you. So when Fiala gets going, here's my theory about him. When he gets going, Dex, and he will get going at times. It will certainly not be an every-game basis. But when he is really on, he could probably do pretty damn well with with line mates that are okay, not great. Now I I still want him to have a center who's really good. Like I think it would be great fun. Kaprizov would be phenomenal. But to go back to what we've discussed before on this show, he can create for himself. Fiala can at times, but cannot consistently. Yeah. And, and I think that's the source. Of, I think that's the source of his frustration. Now, what Everson said about in the post game last night about Kevin, and they go back to their time together in Milwaukee when uh, he was when. Dean was coaching Kevin for um, for Nashville's AHL team. Yep. From what Dean said about Kevin after last night's game, it sounds like there was a talk there because he talked about him working harder in all zones. Now, I still think that Kevin, I would not rip him one bit. I, do, I think he's worked hard, but it was pretty obvious from Evan's comments that he wants more still, and he got it last night. But when he is on, he is a star player. I, I don't think he's a superstar, but he is a star player. Correct. And Kaprizov is a superstar. And and when you can have a night against the abs where our guy Victor Rask gets three assists, <laughs> other people are doing things right, too.
0: Yeah. Biala last night was, again, just quietly, quietly, very, very productive. And he had the hat trick, so I'm not trying to say it was quiet because he scored a hat trick pretty notable it's a pretty yeah. notable thing right first i, I was shocked me too I didn't, first of, of his career i would have thought he had one or two just, i would have i would have thought we had one in nashville at this point. yeah just because no, of his play yeah and even in his last i believe what seven games he has points in he was quiet in in, in the mid part of march he went five six games without a single point and 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 he's kind of like this sometimes last seven games 11 points but he's shooting the puck he's scoring goals he's creating don't there was his i believe it was his second goal we want to talk about a phone booth, same thing. There's people dragged yep. all over him. I saw and he, it. And he found it, found I, it. Found a corner. Yep. Every every goal he scored was an unbelievable highlight real goal. The first one on the power play from the top of the point. I mean, my God, that that, that wasn't a throw. That wasn't, in my opinion, that wasn't a throw puck on, maybe get a tip, no. maybe get a weird. No, that was, I know where the corner is, and I'm going to shoot it right now.
1: Grubauer, glove side, uh, he, he struggled last night big time. He was weak. And they exposed that. Yeah. They exposed that.
0: And... What I have already seen, and I, I texted you this last night, it was it was the take I wanted to deliver. And it's not a hot take, but it's a take I, I just really want to cement the point home. Uh-huh. And it's Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala have already done and shown me enough to prove that they are already more impactful players than the previous group. That previous group being Nino Zucker, oh. Coyle, Granlin. Agreed. and I know that goes without saying. Yeah, but I don't know how you can watch that game last night, come back and say that well we still need a couple more we need we need a few more things we need a center this team needs a center uh-huh. but what those two bring elevates this team to a level on top its goaltending too i don't want to sell the goaltending short brings this team to a level that that is already on a completely different stratosphere than the previous group you're 1000% right. and you know, I, I think people even want to say, because I try to bring sample size to the show. You know, you love how, you love to tease me about, and Phil about sample sizes. Uh-huh. But I think there's a, the, the biggest problem when people use a sample size argument, you also have to talk about execution. Is the execution already there? Whether, whether the sample size is small or not. And what I have seen from Fial and Kaprizov in just this 35 game regular season, and if I want to add, you know, Fial's other 30 games last year when he was red hot, I can do that. And the final point, and I'm curious how this happens, because the Wild are going to the playoffs. Let's just, let's get it out. There. The Wild are going to the playoffs. That's that's basically a, a foregone conclusion at this point. Huh? How do those guys perform in the playoffs? Because last year, even, Kevin Fiala in those four games against Vancouver, three goals. The four the four dudes, the Coyle, Zucker, Nino, Granlin group. I want to read you out these playoff stats for them, and then we'll close and we can buffer here. Or we, we can go back and forth. Troy Coyle's last 26 playoff games to the Wild, four goals. Jason Zucker's last 30 postseason games, four goals. Nito Niederreiter's last 16 playoff games for the Wild, one goal, one. Granlin's last 26 playoff games for the Wild, four goals. I saw Kevin Fiala score three goals, albeit in a wacky situation, Mm -hmm. three goals. Matched that total in four games last year with the Vancouver series. And, And right now, I think he is now on the level where this is consistent. Not saying a hat trick. I'm saying what with the play he's on right now in the regular season, he's gonna score big time goals. Right. Kryel Capriceov might get slowed down a little bit, but he's still gonna score points too and create things. Yep. I already know that these two dudes are gonna drive the wild to actual postseason success. And I'm so curious and happy to see them do this because his franchise has needed it. That's that's my rant.
1: That's a good rant. I mean, it's not a rant. It's, it's not a, fa- a rant. It's facts. Yeah, it's a fact, yeah. You're <laughs> spitting facts, as the kids like to say. So on the Kaprizov-Fiala front in the playoffs, I worry more about Kevin because he gets frustrated and it doesn't always help him and he takes penalties. And I do think that that the the opponents in a seven-game series, when you are playing the same team and, and it's the only team that you scout at that time— um, they are going to do everything that they can to get the matchups especially in their home games so if they're playing for instance the golden knights in vegas they are going to do everything they can to get matchups against fiala and kaprizov's lines although they'll be different probably yep uh, i worry more about kevin being frustrated i think karil karil is so the good thing about karil and i mean there's just so many intangibles about this guy's game like kevin is a very um He's a dynamic player at times, but he doesn't have the complete package that Caril has. And the thing that I love about Caril in the playoffs potentially is that man is so damn strong. Like he goes into corners and comes out with pucks. He plays keep away when a guy is on him, and I'm not talking just skill. I'm talking literally his body. He uses his body. He's strong enough to keep the puck when guys are are confronting him. And so I think that the the top defensive line. Of the opponent is going to go against uh, the line that Kaprizov is on. I think teams are going to try and frustrate Fiala, and I think it's potential. Uh, they potentially will, and then my question becomes: What are the Wild going to do, and what's Kevin going to do to get around that in order for him to have s- success? Now, again, if you get to the day where there is a center who is really good, and that guy is on the same line as Kevin Fiala, it's going to help Fiala a ton. That guy is not there yet, and I do not expect him to be there in the playoffs in 2021. So I do think we're. I think Everson and Fiala and the Wild as a whole is going to have to guard against him being frustrated and doing something dumb and taking penalties. He took some. He took some bad yeah. penalties against the Canucks because the Canucks at times frustrated, frustrated. him, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to guard against that. But as far as the conversation goes about Kaprizov and Fiala and what this team has now. In a perfect world, and this didn't happen, you would have added Parisi and Suter to a team with Kaprizov because that's a Stanley Cup team then. That's the Stanley Cup team. What we didn't know on July fourth, two 2012, in our excitement, was you weren't adding Stanley Cup players. You were adding really good pieces to what could be a Stanley Cup team with the superstar. Like, you get you, in retrospect now, and this is complete hindsight, okay? So I'm never saying that I said this at the time because I didn't come close. But in retrospect now, you add Suter and Parisi to a team with an Austin Matthews, to a team with a right. Capri, and then you're like, oh, my, God, oh my here, God, here we go. We thought, and again, just I want to be 1,000% clear. I'm not saying I said this back then because I didn't come close. We thought this is the formula. These are the guys. They weren't the guys. The Granlin coils need th- th- those guys. It, the Caprizov of the world. But I mean, Sov yeah, Kap- yeah. is, I, I want to. I want to make something very clear now, because we, we've seen a pretty large sample size of Kaprizov in this league, and we know who he, he is now, I think, which is, you know what? On a nightly basis, he's not going to score, but he's going to score a lot, and he's damn talented. I want to end any part of the, the conversation, sort of like you did, going back farther. All right. Marion Gabrick was a very good player with yeah. with a ton of skill. But he played for a coach who wanted more defensive responsibility, who thought it was his job because because at that time, un- unlike Kaprizov, uh, G- Gabrik was a young player. Jacques Lemaire thought it was his job to teach Gabrik, and this is fine, but how to play a complete game. There is no way anybody who watches the Wild now and then can say, well, yeah, I mean, Kaprizov is good, but there was Gabrik gabrik was really good, and I'm not degrading his play at all, but I am saying it is quite clear now that Kaprizov is the best player, most talented player that the Wild has had in their 20-year history, and he is the type of player that this fan base deserves and that everyone who watches hockey in this state has been waiting for. It's not Gabrik, It's not whoever your favorite player who got traded was. Kirill Kaprizov. Is the player we deserve?
0: Yes, he is already the best player of the Wild have ever had. Yeah. I'm, I, I will go. I have no problem saying that. I don't think it's. I and I, I don't think it's particularly close. Well,
1: if Gabrick was allowed to turn it loose offensively, we might
0: have a discussion. Sure, but he wasn't, so we don't. And by the way, Gabrick, and to the lesser extent, the 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 core group that we were just talking about, those guys are still a part of Wild history. I, I I'm not trying to shortchange what they accomplished because they were yeah. productive. Go.
1: And some and, and, and,
0: and, and some and productive it's, it's players. Retired number one. riders game seven change. goal. There are moments and there are situations yeah. where they're they're part of wild lore. They're for sure. They're for sure. But when you look at the other goalie uh, rookies, excuse me, that have produced on the level at Kaprizov is it was Gabrick with eighteen goals in an eighty-two game season. Pascal Dupuis, okay, and then I believe fourth was Justin Fontaine. I saw a graphic go out yesterday. Those oh, are your yeah. four most prolific yeah. rookie players. And, you know, if Kirill was maybe a step down for this and he started blot, you know, like Panarin came in nice, but Panarin really developed his game as years went on. If this is Kirill Kaprizov, and I know he's older, so he's experienced a little bit more, he spent a lot of time in the KHL, what's the next level? I, I And and I say that as in, like, with excitement. What is the next level? Because if this is the floor of what the expectations are, there is still a ceiling that he hasn't hit. And, and I knew who Gabrick was. Even you knew who Granlin was. You knew pretty damn quick who they were. I think with with Kirill, you know already that if this is the production that you can expect on a night-in-night-out basis, where is the glass ceiling that he can also break? And Granlin flashed. He did nothing more than flash. He
1: never consistently brought it like this guy does. And this guy, again, his skill set is so special. And please stop talking about his age, okay? I don't give a crap if he wins the Calder Trophy or he doesn't. He is a superstar. Like, let's I, – I don't want to hear about his age. I don't care. It's helped him develop. But I, I'm now seeing – and it's not from inside the state. It's not Wild fans. It's outside. But, you know, he's not a rookie. He shouldn't be a – I don't give a crap what you want to call him. He's a superstar. Like, that's all that matters. We, we now get to watch, on a nightly basis, a superstar player. So – complain all you want about it you know what give him rookie of the year don't i don't get throw it in the river this guy is a superstar we have waited 20 years these guys don't come around and let me remind you the last time that we had a real superstar who was unleashed on this league his name was mike madonna and his damn team up and moved to dallas like we deserve this i deserve this i i do we all do yeah this is, you know, for all the crap, and I mean, the Wild has done, and I respect them, but they have done from day one the greatest job of marketing, and we are the state of hockey, and we are this, and we are that. You were, you made a run to the conference finals because you were incredibly w- well-coached by a guy that liked to trap, uh, which was a boring style. We missed a season because of a lockout, and then we were fed a steady diet of guys who were okay but not great. And as cool as the Suter Parisi thing was, again, now to go back in retrospect, that didn't put you. That put you in the playoffs. It didn't put you on a Stanley Cup track. This is the type of player. This is this is the best player turned loose in this state since Madano, and we lost him. Okay, so I'm going to revel in watching this guy play, and I'm tired of anybody who downplays it, including the coach. Like, just get up to the podium and say, like, "You really think anyone in that room is going to say, Dino, come here, come here?" I would talk to you, hold on a second. It's Nico Sturm here. um I've been sold a little short you're You're always talking about Kaprizov. No, everyone in that room knows he's a super I, I, do you think in Pittsburgh they said <laughs> oh this eighty seven why are you always talking about him? I'm a veteran here, and you know what? The great thing is this room is good enough now. I think they've cleared out the crap from the guys who would have complained, but anyway, um what we saw last night. Was not a complete game again. Like, don't, it wasn't. The second period was not great. But when one guy can grab that game like he did by the neck and do what he did to that game, you tell me the last time, the last roster that you had a wild player who you said, you know what, Nino Niederreiter's going to really turn this
0: game around. You can't do it. No. I already know. And if that core group and if that last group, their ceiling was a was a semifinal. That was their ceiling. They won two playoff series. That was that's all they did, people. That's all they did. Didn't <laughs> get past the
1: second round. They never got
0: past the second round. They never got past Game Six of the second round. I, it'd be one thing if you knocked on the door, you got unlucky. Game Sevens are toss ups. You know, I, I can I can even hear that argument. But you never got past Game Six. Yep. And I already know that the tools are in place. I, I you know I, I know I went on my rant there earlier, but there are there are still things missing. This league is still very deep. I'm not saying that. Just because they beat Colorado eight to three last night, that oh, they're gonna, now now they have Colorado's number. No, Colorado still has you. Colorado yeah. still has you by the you know what. They
1: got to get a goal. They've got to get a backup goaltender.
0: Yep, they do. And I mean, as as you know, I what watched, they're doing is dumb. I watch my opposing broadcast. So I watched Altitude Sports last night. Yes, uh, and there are controversial. Wild uh, uh avalanche fans out there who love to attack the Wild Wild fans vice versa but yeah. both both these fans honestly have a good rivalry that's healthy and normal but sometimes a little bit it's like all right guys you know turn it back a little bit I I appreciated altitude because they were also they, they marveled in Capriso they said the same thing you and I were saying like they said Gabrick was a was a good player Gabrick was very good very skilled very talented he is on a completely different level than Marion Gabbard, and it's oh. not close. Oh. And those guys have been watching wild hockey for as long as we have, and they've only seen Kirill Kaprizov eight times. And you can come to that assumption. It's okay to also honor your past and say that those players from past wild years were a big part of it, and it's also okay to say Kirill Kaprizov is better than them. Yeah, It's and okay to say that.
1: And I'm with you. Nobody's guaranteeing playoff success. They're going to the playoffs, but no one's guaranteeing success. But I am also not going to sit here and rain on the parade that is a superstar player. To me, it's it's simple. Um, and if the and if the ABS do not get a backup goaltender who can play, they're crazy. They're they they're in trouble. Brower last night, and I don't even blame him. You know he he plays every game now, and he looked like a guy. Right, right? like he looked like a guy last night. Who was absolutely tuckered? Yeah, this is why I can I I will stand with this. Well, I mean it's true across the board, but especially true this season. You have to have two goaltenders. coppola has
0: got to play again too. Yeah. You I, know, I was surprised he didn't get the nod yesterday. I, mean, Cam, I was.
1: Cam's played great, but you can't play him right now. I mean, the playoffs are going to come around, Dex, and it's going to get more crazy.
0: Yep. So anyway, yeah, it's it, it was an impressive performance. Um, deadline's coming up. Bill Guerin has already mastered coach speak. I know you and I were talking about that. Yes, or executive speak. Speak, oh, yeah. I should say. Yeah, we're all um, we're all in, but I don't know. I'm going to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, basically, no, yeah. and that's fine. Um, yep. I think Bill will will listen to the right ideas. Yeah, I don't see him mortgaging the farm for Jack Eichel. You know, and and the Islanders trade yesterday for Palmieri and Zaychek. But they're closer. They're closer, and yeah. They gave up one first round pick, and New Jersey's taking on half of those two players' salaries. And
1: they're both and both expiring contracts. So,
0: so we're the trades that happen this year are going to be a little wacky. They're going to be kind of like that. I don't see a team giving up a ton for if Eichel gets traded. It's this summer. Like Eichel's not yeah. going to get traded. Uh, I'd be surprised. I think it, Taylor Hall
1: gets traded. Sure. I think a few guys like that before Monday's deadline get traded. Uh, I also think that that to your point, you're going to see more trades like we saw with the Devils and Islanders. We're going to see that more with teams that are almost there to pop, and, right? And the Wild's not there, and that's fine.
0: Yeah, but they got a damn superstar, and it makes me very happy. Yeah, I, I like I said last closing point. I, I think they will kick a tire and try to get some type of center. I don't think it's going to be a game breaking center, but I do think they will try. I do think they will try. Outstanding stuff.
1: We are done. Uh, back soon, I'm sure, Declan.
0: Pass, shoot, score.